It's a film with three brains. 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 You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Who you eat till mom finds out, buddy? The last fire will rise behind those eyes. Black house will rock. Blind boys don't lie. Never grow old, Michael. And you'll never die. You must feed. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could summon all the damn vampires. Welcome to the film with three brains. It's if it's not Sam in San Francisco, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sean in Chicago. <laughs> and, Co- and Cohen in, in Maplewood, New Jersey. Crappy again? Yeah, just crap. <laughs> <laughs> we are reviewing The Lost Boys, the iconic vampire movie from 1987. Uh, the first Corey movie, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman together. And they are, uh, let's see, Corey Haim, uh, it's a brief synopsis real quick. Um, Corey Haim and his older brother, Michael, um, who are new to Santa Carla, which uh, I didn't even know that they made up the name. I always just assumed it was Santa Cruz, um, where there are vampires. And Michael gets uh, in with the vampire gang, almost turns a vamp, whereas Corey Haim and Corey Feldman uh, and another buddy team up to stop the vampires. That's the briefest version of it. I don't want to ruin anything else because everybody's going to go see it once we start talking about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this thing's going to take off. <laughs> well, what'd you guys think? When's the last time you saw it? What'd you think? Um, I don't know when the last time I've seen it somewhat recently, which I think probably took a little bit of the excitement out of it for me but i still you know it's the lost boys you know who, who doesn't like the lost boys um and i think i've probably seen it five five six times total um but yeah i mean i i don't know it's a it's a flawed fun film i had never seen it <laughs> liar <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen it a couple of times not recently, though, I don't think. Are you going to hold a grudge that he picked your movie? No, it's all right. Okay. I like it when you guys pick something on my list, because my list is fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen this in quite a few years, but, you know, when, when it came out and for several years after, I probably watched it, I don't know, often. Pretty often, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen it more than five, six times. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I Over saw it like years. three or four times in the years that it came out and shortly after, and then I hadn't seen it in at least 25 years. Yeah. I've I've seen it recently enough, though, or as enough times that <clears throat> nothing was, there was no surprises. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, all the lines were familiar. Um I mean, there's a few things here and there. I actually took notes on this. I rarely take notes, but on this one I did. Ooh. Um, just little things that of you know, like the very one of the very first credits up was a Richard, you know, produced uh, Richard Donner production. I was like, oh, well, I don't remember that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, little things. I, I, you know, every time there was an interesting poster in the background, I wrote it down. Like, there's a goofy Rob Lowe poster on his wall, and there's like a <laughs> oh, Monsters yeah. Go Home poster in the in the cave that they yeah. hang out in. Um, a very prominent Jim Morrison. Yeah. There's a reform school girls movie poster in Corey Haim's room. Um, 
Like I forgot that Corey Feldman and his on-screen brother's name are Edgar and Alan. Yes. Yeah. Um, is there any significance to the the frog? The the, the frog brothers, Edgar and Alan Frog. I mean, it's. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe is, I assume, why they have their first names, but Frog, I don't know. Maybe it just sounded kind of creepy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's a reference to the poem. Which one? The frog. Oh. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Quote the frog nevermore. Oh, yeah, yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. It's about this black frog. <laughs> yeah. Ominous. Yeah. Black frog. <laughs> um, but. Having not seen it in a few years um, and knowing what was going to happen, it doesn't matter. I love this movie. I enjoy the shit out of it. And really, the only thing that really dates it, other than the costumes, which are ridiculous, you know, everyone's wardrobe is so 80s, is the fact that Max um, owns a video store. Hmm. You know, other than that, I feel like it holds up pretty well. Even, you know, and the soundtrack's pretty good, although there are a one or two exceptions to that. In fact, you know, the, that, the, the theme song that opens with, and then comes in again later, thou shall not fall. Thou shall, you yeah. know, all that. I really mm-hmm. like that. And of course people are strange, although it's a cover. Um, but anyway, so near the beginning, that song's playing and I wrote down in my notebook, I wrote great opening song, great soundtrack. And then the, this new, a new song kicks in when they're all on their motorcycles and for the first time, Michael's like trying to keep up with them and stuff. And uh, and the music's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Like, it's it's the worst 80s song they could find. <laughs> I was like, oh, mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't gonna... recognize it either. It was just terrible. Yeah. I liked, um, I mean, I, I, I like the soundtrack and I like the, you know, the NXS and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that. You know, this is a Thomas Newman score or whatever, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I found myself really liking the the end music, the, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you call it when you're when you're preparing for battle? Oh, yeah. Gearing up that. that yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's they use it a couple of times. Yeah. Actually, I think it's. Is it is it right before they go into the cave as well? There's anyway, whatever that is, that's that. You know, sort of some trumpets or some mm-hmm. organ and stuff, and yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> back in the day, I would have said it really pumps my nads. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. It's very nice. effective. That's all. Is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, it's such. A, it's just yeah. such a great premise. You know, it is. It's For, not done hokey. Like this could have yeah. easily been cheesy. Yeah. Great premise, yeah. great title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about that too. It's like, because they could have called it Teen Vamps. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, what, it would have been what a year totally is Teen Wolf? Is it, is it around this time? So, pretty close. Right. Pretty close. Okay. It just, yeah, I mean, just the whole thing just ended up being like a, a step. You know, a level cooler than anything else that was out there as far as monster movies go. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised to learn that it was going to be more like Goonies. Oh, really? Yeah. So Richard Donner had the idea. I mean, they had the idea of sort of a Peter Pan vampire movie, Mm -hmm. but they were envisioning it more like Goonies age, you know, fifth, sixth grade Hmm. kids. And it wasn't until actually someone else was was up for directing it. I think D- Richard Donner was moving on to Lethal Weapon. And then Joel, Joel Schumacher came on and he was like, I don't I don't like this. And he was the one that said, I want it. I want them older and I want it sexier. Mm. Yeah. And then, you know, so I think the cool and the styles stuff kind of yeah. turned around when he, when he joined. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause otherwise, I don't know. You know, I mean, I wonder when the monster squad came out. That's right around this time too. Yeah. So like, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still like Kiefer Sutherland's fucking cool in this, you know? Yeah. I love, and I, I like, I like the idea, you know, the title of Lost Boys is awesome. And I love the idea of sort of m- mashing together a horror genre with like the new kid in town genre, you know, 
which is very common. You know, the new kid faces bullies. You know, we were just talking so about the Karate better. Kid. Same thing. Same premise. Only, yeah. you know, Cobra Kai or vampires. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about Karate Kid too because, you know, the coming coming into the new town in your car. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did not remember that they were from Phoenix, which is definitely a shorter drive than New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, and there's really uh, no mention of of why they moved or. Well, yeah, they do. They talk about it. She got divorced and didn't, oh, get, right. any, and didn't get anything out of got it. Got nothing out of it. So she moved yeah. back with dad. Yeah. But but they had never been there before. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Yeah. Didn't see your grandpa. He's just over in the next state. Yeah. A couple states, yeah. whatever. You know. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I never quite. One thing I'm not. I'm unclear on is what age we're supposed to believe they are. Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz. Like, how old do you think they're supposed to be? Because the mom. Well, they're immortal. Um, Diane Weiss <laughs> says something about things are going to change when school starts. Are we supposed to believe that Jason Patrick's in high school in this? Yeah, yeah, I think we're supposed to yeah. believe it's going to be like a senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine like senior and freshman or eighth grade or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what you got to break. To, to, that's what. <laughs> that's your big complaint about the movie. I'll tell yep, you. <laughs> that's it. That and it how, how incredibly eighties, you know, the the attire is. But I mean, whatever. It's made in the eighties. What are you going to do? And then everything's and everything's just pushed a little, you know, because they're supposed to be, you know, sort of like these punk rock vampire dudes, and everyone else seems to be also somewhat similar in that vein. Like the area is just filled with near dwells and punks and shit. Yeah. So, and I wonder, and I wonder if it was just my perception or if it was intentional that Max, um, uh, what's his name? Whatever Herman, uh, I forgot his name. Um, Edward Herman. Edward Herman. Yeah. If they intentionally made him look like John Hughes, you know, because at some point, I wonder if someone was like, you know, this should be like uh, kind of like if John Hughes decided to make a horror movie, you know. Oh. Or maybe, or <laughs> maybe it's just coincidence that. since Edward Herman already kind of looks like John Hughes, but just his hair, his glasses, the way he dressed, yep. like he looked just like him. Yeah, I, I don't that. know. Might have been coincidence. Sam, you said that you thought of it as Santa Cruz because obviously it, it's filmed in Santa Cruz. But <laughs> I mean, did you know way back when? Or I mean, Santa no, Carla Car like, was. I you could have, you, you could have said, "Hey, what movie? What what town is is are they in?" And I thought it was Santa Cruz the whole way. Like I. I had no recollection that they changed the name to Santa Carla. For, oh, uh, that's what you're thing. saying. You, okay. Yeah. I was like, it's Santa Cruz. Why like, did they bother changing it? Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know for anyone who's ever been to Santa Cruz, it's unmistakable that that roller coaster right along the waterfront and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, I've never been to Santa Cruz, but I've sent, I've been to Santa Monica and that's what I was. I was like, it's just Santa Monica. And I was like, no, those rides are way too big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I was I've been to Santa Cruz a ton, and I was only because of watching this movie I realized like oh the comic book store is a real comic book store, and the comic you know they made they invented for the movie the vampires comic yeah they actually the comic book store owner got to keep and he had all the the people in the movie sign it so nice. you can you can still go there and he and take a you know, a photo of it or you with it. Like he's, he's, they still let you do that. Um, so I was like, ah, that's cool. You know, this little piece of movie nostalgia that lives on. Yeah. It's a good prop. I mean, that comic looks great. That vampire, that vampire, what was, I can't remember what it's called, but it looks legit, you know? Yeah. But you know, what I didn't know was, that in the 70s, they really did have uh, the description murder capital of the world because of, um, you know, Santa Cruz. yeah, Santa Cruz in the early 70s actually had real murders happening. Hmm. 
Yeah, it was 28 murders over a 30-month period from during 1970-73 because of uh, um, like three uh, essentially serial killers. So for a very small population, that's a lot of people. Yeah. But it's also, you know, I think I I liked... because I, I didn't remember so much of it, I, I liked like I was like, okay, they you know they have these little signs up everywhere, you know, pe- people missing things mm-hmm. like that. Like I thought, I was like, okay, that just helps create the atmosphere so nicely. Yeah. But it also, which they didn't go into, is that Santa Cruz is kind of a spot where drifters kind of end up or come through. Like it's, yeah, it's just known for that. So it's like, of course, if you were a vampire, what you know, what a great place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, because people come and go all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was kind of disappointed they lost some of the surf culture stuff because somewhere in there I read, I think, the novelization or some, anyways, somewhere it says that there's another gang, there's a rival gang, like surf punk kids. Mm-hmm. I believe those are the kids they kill in the, yeah, you know, in that mm-hmm. big scene when they go hog wild yeah so you know it would have been nice it's i assume they just cut it for time and effect but you know to to have that that bit of background or have that you know other group would, might have been interesting yeah i mean i don't know just, i just i just thought of thought it when that scene i mean i didn't realize it when i was watching it this time i read about it later but when i was when i was watching it it was like um, you know, it's kind of weird that David says, you're not going to see her a lot. You're not going to see star alive unless you come with us. And then they roll up. He, they're all hanging out in a big tree. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, obviously they wanted him to join in. Mm-hmm. He does. And he doesn't, but it would have made more sense if there was, there's, there was a dual purpose. Like they were fighting this rival gang and they're, you know, helping Michael become a vampire. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. It's pretty pretty minor detail, but it is yeah. It is a surf town. It's a isn't the big Mavericks competition around there? Or am I thinking of somewhere else? Mon- Monterey Bay. It, I don't know. It's yeah. Mavericks is close, but not in Santa Cruz. But yeah, it is still a huge surf place, which you're right. Didn't show up in the movie. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, in one of the sequels, oh boy, <laughs> Edgar Frog is a surfboard uh, shaper. They call him. Mm. I don't know if that means he makes them or if he plays with them like Play-Doh. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we it's best not speak of the sequels. They're fucking garbage. You must have seen him, though. At least of course. One. Okay. Both of them. <laughs> I haven't seen a single one. There's two. Well, they're like straight to video or something. They yeah. They weren't released. Lost Boys, The Tribe, and Lost Boys, The Thirst. And they they focus more and more on, on Corey Feldman. And Corey Hames in one of them. I can't remember which one. And actually, the other Frog Brothers in one of them, too. Although I don't... One of them has a bunch of alternate endings, so I can't remember exactly how it went because of that. I don't know. Whatever. They're they're crap. They're total crap. Just rehashing. It's just trash. But they were gonna try to make a legit sequel, The Lost Girls, right? Mm-hmm. That just never happened. Yeah, I think there's. And then I read somewhere that there's like a reboot in the works. Whatever. I mean, it's, it'll be mm. fucking garbage. They'll never capture it. Mm, they never do. <laughs> All right, Sean. You said the movie. I think at the beginning had some flaws. Yes. <laughs> we heard Cohen's big gripe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my only gripe. One, the bad song during the the awesome motorcycle scene, and the the fact that Michael looked too old to be a high school er. Right. Well, it's not. It's not. This is. Not, I'm not considering this a flaw. It's more of a question. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, something to consider. When they get Michael, they give him David's blood. Mm-hmm. So the idea, at least in his case, is that he 
is half vampire until he kills and then he's full vampire. Laddie and Star are also half vampires, never kill anybody so they never fully turn. Mm-hmm. But it's the the whole thing is introduced as like drinking blood, like just there's no real continuation in most vampire uh, scenarios. You bite somebody, they are infected, they become a vampire if you don't kill them. Mm-hmm. That's not really a concern. Oh, oh, they do burn the bodies of the the bikers. I mean, the uh, the rival gang that they kill mm-hmm. in the bonfire. So that makes sense. So maybe they were like just killing for sport and they didn't want them to become vampires. But it's never mentioned. It's never talked about. And then the very end, um, oh. Max Max is going to try to bite Lucy, his, the mother. And he wants her to become a vampire. So I'm, I presume that that's what he was intending to do was to be, make her become. I'm just basically, I'm just trying to figure out why drink somebody's blood when you could just bite them like normal vampires. I mean, it's not, it's not the only film or movie or TV show vampire related to sort of use that conceit that like until you feed, you're not really. That part I'm okay with. Oh, I'm okay with that, except that it's kind of weird that Star never actually has any vampire tendon. Like, even Laddie vamp, vamps out, as Corey Feldman says. You know, mm-hmm. then um, he gets the the weird eyes and everything. Becomes, yeah. But but she's never, she never gets to that stage. I don't know. She just has a lot of self-control, but, she, you Maybe know. She's ne- just never, like, uh, like, pushed I don't know. Or, yeah. Uh, or yeah. Something she doesn't get triggered. Yeah. For what? Right. Yeah. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. The turning part. I, it's just that there's a weird sort of, well, also that and I'll kind of, you know, t- add to that, that, that Michael <laughs> is handed this, you know, this, uh, this jug of wine or whatever it is. And he's, and she says it right away. She's like, it's blood. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, right. It's blood, and he drinks mm-hmm. it. And then twice after that, he has to confirm that it was blood. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes back and he smashes the bottle. And he's like, "Star, what happened to me? What what happened?" You know. And she's like, "Oh, Michael." And they have sex, and you know, <laughs> it's all this. And then later again, he's like, "That night, that was blood in there." Like, yeah, she said it the reverse fucking time. Like, what do you? What's wrong with you? Why? You, why and it you comes. It comes after the whole maggots and worms thing too, right? right? Well, that's because right, he doesn't not, know what to believe, because it really right, wasn't but, maggots and worms. No, I know, but, so, but you would think that maybe just err on the side of caution and stop eating and drinking shit. <laughs> this is the problem of being a teenage boy and liking a girl. You'll do all sorts of stupid crap. That's a good that's point. What the, that's, that's what this is mimicking, because every guy who was a teenager who saw this movie was like, yeah, I drink that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, this a good is, point. that's the problem with going back and reviewing these movies is that we're so much older and wiser. We'd be like, mm, whatever, just a girl. Now, back then, you'd be like, girl. <laughs> I'll drink all the blood in the yeah. fucking world. <laughs> Bring it. Maggots, worms, don't give a shit. Yeah, he's okay. like, I already look like a wimp when I need to eat the worms, so I better drink the blood. So we can tidy this up by saying that he, well, I think... He the blood was to, because he was special, right? Who was special? Michael. He's not special. Well, then why did he go through all that crap? Why 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 do the blood thing? I, well, I mean, it, it, it's a good point because Star did say, you know, David wanted you to be my first kill. So why right. go through all the other shit? Or maybe he's just like fucking with him and he's just, just like, ah, well, Star will kill him or else he'll become one of us. I don't care. Either one's pretty cool. Great. Let's go. You know, or maybe he just doesn't think shit through. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of like vampires who like have their own company or stuff like that. Like, right. not really. And, it, and, and if we just kind of go with the Wait flow. a second. You the head vampire has a, has a thriving business in Santa Carla. <laughs> thriving studio <laughs> store, yeah. Yeah. All right. You're right. That's bad. Better. He might be the only vampire who thinks he's through. Maybe that's yeah, it. Wear a suit. I mean, he's the fun. exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> really puffy suit. Yeah, it is kind of a weird suit. Yep. Okay. Well. So 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 basically, there's. It was for a fact. 
but both but both are legit. You can drink blood, become a vampire. You can get bitten, become a vampire. That sound that sound plausible. Sure. Well, I mean, it just depends on the movie you're watching, I suppose. In in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, as far as the the tests when they go to dinner, I mean, obviously he gets he he gets invited in, so that so that nullifies everything. Including the mirror thing, right? I mean, must have. I guess, but that seems stupid. That was the only thing that was. I was like, fine, I'm fine with the garlic. I'm fine with the holy water stuff. But the mirror thing, that why would that change? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, why would any of it change? Like, if it's going to work, it's going to work. Right? I mean, why does inviting... Like, so if they'd have been outside the house, if he just said, right. hey, come on in, and they go inside, and then he's like, hey, why don't we go outside for a minute? And they all go outside, and they throw garlic in his fucking and holy water in his face. Would he have burned and died or been hurt? <laughs> you know, Maybe. it seems a little arbitrary. Well, then, oh, later. Convenient for the film, but, yeah. you know. I don't think garlic works, period, because he says, garlic doesn't work, you dummy. And he's like, it's holy water. Oh, you know? right. So right. we kind of like, oh, okay, so garlic is the one thing that doesn't really yeah fit with the they didn't use any crosses really mm. um no not really i mean sam puts his fingers up in a cross but it doesn't seem to do anything yeah and then in the yeah. last if you know since i'm i'm on a roll here my last nitpick is <laughs> that the um the kill of david is yeah. antelope horns yeah so it's not yeah. wood it's you know what, what would you call What do you call those? Hair. Hair, matted hair, slash. Compacted hair. Is that what horns are, right? Yes. Uh, not all. Well, I mean, unless it's not ivory. Not all. Well, unless it's ivory. <laughs> yeah. Ivory, so, yes. Uh, it's shaped like a stake. Rhino horns are compacted hair. Do we know that they're authentic? I think they're authentic. You're right. Sean is right. It wasn't oak. No steak. Doesn't have to be oak, just as we would, right? No, it's supposed to be oak. Says who? That's I hear you asking Google to yeah. prove your point. <laughs> Everybody knows it's an oak. Why? I've never heard that. I've I, heard it I didn't time. know that either. I thought wood was fine. Thought but either way, way, it's not a horn. <laughs> either way. But fuck you, Lost Boys, you're bullshit. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's that's my last night pick. But but I think that part of that was they were planning a sequel and and David wasn't really he didn't explode or anything. So he like his carcass was still there. Oh, yeah. And he was supposed to uh, show up in the in the next oh, movie. OK, yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe that was on purpose. Maybe it was just. Yeah. Like, it looked like we're supposed to dead. think he's dead. Yeah. But and we really all know not. if you're thinking about it that, hey, right. That's compacted hair. It's not fucking wood. <laughs> so pull the wool over our eyes. Damn them. <laughs> the internet's a little muddy on all of this technology. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of a shame because I think the original intent of the internet was to have have information in, in a nice compact way that would be accessible to everybody. Sure. Ideally. But really it's 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 I don't know, it might be a surprise to some of our listeners. It's kind of grown be not that yeah and it's true that it is not that in the case of vampires because if you look it up there's some people that say that the wooden stake take here no type of wood kills vampire it's a pop popular misconception that a wooden stake usually oak through the heart kills vampires this is not true but then you go down to the next thing it's like the wooden stake remains one of the best tools for vampire killing <laughs> <laughs> and someone actually sells vampire stakes that you can buy at zombiemall.com. That's a free plug right there. But yeah. anyway, yeah. so you can go through the first handful of links and get different answers. All right, well, I was, I'm nitpicking, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this movie a compliment. Mm -hmm. And that is that the comic book is like the best way to introduce us to the, the whole concept of the vampire. Yeah. I really like that about this. Sure. Yeah. You know, Agreed. even though it's still just a work of fiction, I mean, most of the time, like uh, Fright Night, we did Fright Night. Mm -hmm. They talk about what we know about vampires right. from our movies and stuff, you know, like our con conception of vampire. Mm -hmm. But at some point, the main character has got to confront this or learn these truths themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, have to be like, OK, well, 
But one way to get around that is to have these have the the Frog Brothers with their comic books, and they've already been around, so they know what they're talking about. They've seen yeah. it, you know. They already know it was real vampires. But I just really like that idea that you know he can show up, bond with them real quickly about comic books, and then here here's this comic book, and here's our number, and call us, you know. Yeah, it's clever. It's good. It's 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 good. Agreed. Pushes the story. Yeah. I I am a sucker for that. Like I love the fact that there's a in Beetlejuice that there's a handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the Baba Duke has the his Baba own Duke, book. Yeah. Like all yeah, these. Yeah. Like, yuck. Yep. I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> like, if I had a library, it would just be those books. Anytime you can make exposition interesting, you're you're winning. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Baba Duke. Oh, it's gonna be stuck in my head. So, <laughs> I thought I, I love this movie. I enjoyed watching it, and <laughs> Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no. Uh, going back to uh, Lost Boys and my complaints about it. I felt like the end was a little rushed. Like they went through yeah. like and mm-hmm. and had that like like Max was almost almost a little too much like the end of like a Scooby Doo episode, like yeah. where the person just takes off their mask and gives it all. It's like, well, you can't invite me into your house and I'm the whatever and you're gonna join me and whatever. Like like what? You just blurted all that out that we didn't know in like two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. And then another minute later you're gonna be dead. Like I don't know. I would have liked to have a little bit to digest there or be, you know, leading up to it and stuff. I mean, they yeah. gave little hints. And then I also thought, like, what a poor family. Like, what bad luck. Like, you get divorced, you move to, you know, Santa Cruz, and your son joins the vampire gang, and you date the vampire leader, and your other son meets the vampire killers all yep. within, like, 24 hours. Whoops. <laughs> That's just... Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but I can't believe I'm here. I am going to bat for this movie again. They, oh no, they um, wanted to, like he he. So one of the reveals is that he was keeping David was keeping his secret. So he was, you know, Max is the head vampire, but nobody knows. He doesn't do any vampire stuff. He doesn't run around. Um, but he obviously must have talked to David about this family mm-hmm. because he wanted Lucy. He wanted Lucy to join him as the mother of vampires. Yeah. So it wasn't, even though it, I mean, it was lucky that um, Michael liked star. He was like, Oh, he's all gaga over this random girl who happens mm-hmm. to be. But I mean, then they like run off with the bikes and the whole thing, but all that was more or less set up by Max. I would think. Yeah. Because he was, yeah, he's pulling the strings the whole time. Yes. So the only thing he didn't plan for was the the Frog Brothers and and Sam, you know, getting hip to this all this stuff. Yes. So that and works. Then, I and mean, then getting killed, he didn't plan for that one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought the ending. I thought the ending. Also, though, the way was, he gets um, killed is kind of hokey. It is. It is. I thought it. it, it it was a little hokey that Jason Patrick like leaps down from the from the loft in slow motion and like I guess pushes him forward as yeah. Grandpa crashes through the wall. Who knows who maiming? You know he doesn't know who's where inside. Right, right. That's the you part. Know, in like like Max like, probably would have been impaled anyway. <laughs> but the whole yeah. the whole the whole climax is all pretty fast. You know, I was thinking about that while I was watching it. It ended. I was like, wow, that was fast. Like they won really yeah. quick. And today yeah. it would be like 30 minutes of fighting and running and chasing and, you know, stakes and misdirects and stuff. Here it's like my turn. Eh, her, eh, turn impaled. <laughs> and then Max like, ah, I'm a vampire. Shit. Grandpa. <laughs> and he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have two points on that. One point yeah. is that. They were actually well. They they had a um, a scene after that written where they're they're supposed to meet up in the cave, 
It doesn't say what they do. Like Who's it says the re- the remaining Lost Boys, which I I assume means they're Michael. Well, except for Michael and oh. Laddie, Laddie, and you know, oh. just they just I don't know why they would go back there. Yeah, but it says they do that after that showdown. Just kind of like, oh yeah, I can see why they cut that with a couple of burgers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, shoot, mm. what was the other point I was going to make? I think it was something about the, uh, what is it? Uh, all right. I'll come back to it. It'll, it'll come to me or, right. oh, or it won't. I love, <laughs> I love the fact that this movie is called the lost boys and there are, I guess, four of them, uh, you know, yes. for most of the movie, uh, Kiefer Sutherland being the leader. And there's a grand total of two lines between the other three Lost Boy guys <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Yeah. How does Alex Winter not get a... He gets like one line. He gets one line. Yeah. He gets to scream or yell or whatever. Yeah. And the other two each maybe get a line. Maybe. I don't even think one of them gets any lines. I don't remember. Well, they're all in course <laughs> when, they're, when they let go of the bridge. At the bridge, you know, yeah. you can hear them all. But yeah. yeah, they don't get any real writing. That's crazy. And you could have asked me at any point in the past if anyone from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was in this movie. And I'd have been like, no. <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I remember to. Alex Winter was in it. And yeah. and uh, part of it was because he only has one line that I've, I always found so amusing. Because I I mean, being being one of those actors, Alex Winter, one of the other two dudes, and you're like, you're like, oh, I get to be one of the four main antagonists in a movie called The Lost Boys, and (laughs) this is gonna be great. This is gonna be so good for my career. Oh, I don't get a line, not even one. Alex Winter's like, oh, I got one. Suck it, you know. (laughs) It's pretty weird. I don't. It. I didn't. I never really thought about it. In my youth, you know, but watching it now is like, oh, yeah, they don't get to talk. Yeah, <laughs> but it's efficient. There's it not is. a lot of wasted lines in this movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Everything is in, in, in service of the plot moving forward right. rapidly. <laughs> apparently, apparently Alex Winter's name wasn't efficient enough for Joel Schumacher. He was <laughs> he wanted he was Alexander Winter. And he was asking him to shorten his name for the credits. Did you guys read that? And then he, they didn't get it done in time, so he had to stick with Alexander Winter. <laughs> Dang. It looked, too, looked too long. I don't know. I didn't. I don't really know why that'd be such a big deal. Hmm. And also, I remembered what I was going to say. The second part, the uh, you were just saying how fast it wraps up, but I think that's one of its charms. Is like I was watching the movie. And I hit pause. I mean, like, I felt like I'd been watching it for 20 minutes and I hit pause. And I'm like, damn, I'm over halfway through this, you know? Yeah. It's it's moving. It doesn't linger on anything. And, and then, yeah, you know, so even though I've already previously complained about, like, where's the other, who's the other gang and some more backstory at the same time, I, I kind of liked it. Maybe, you know, maybe not the very end. We could have done with more of that. But there's no wasted scenes. Yeah. Anything. Agreed. And I liked I liked the very last line from yeah. Grandpa. From Grandpa, that's great. Although it does beg the question, it's like your daughter and grandchildren come to live with you, and you wait till the very end of this conflict to happen to mention that there's fucking vampires everywhere in your <laughs> stupid little town. You know they're going out at night and shit, and he's like, eh, well, you know, I must slip my mind. Vampires. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important. They know the rule about taking the car and putting gas in it. <laughs> right. right. That's important. I did like that scene. It's a, That was a good change up right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, he's, he's a taxidermy guy. So when Max comes in and he... And Grandpa's... In, he's in his room or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he... He, I think he overhears the invitation part, right, or something. He kind of, kind of just shuts his door and. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yes, I, I think he should have said something earlier, but he, I think he was also being watchful of the whole situation. I think he had his suspicions about that guy's a vampire. Well, I, I'm waiting. just talking about in general. 
Oh yeah, not, definitely. You should have said something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe it's just a little, a little heads up. A little heads up. <laughs> a little heads up. Yeah. So I have another nitpick. Oh yeah. Cool. Corey Hames outfit. The first time he's in the in the comic <laughs> oh my book gosh. shop. <laughs> <laughs> the one that the Frog Brothers insult. Yes. <laughs> it's like. It goes all the way to the floor. Oh, like, oh my God. It, yes. Yeah, it's just awful. Yes. I mean, even that, that's like, that's, that, that is too 80. That's way too 80s, even for the 80s. You know, that's, that's on another level. It was putrid. I'm guessing not a single kid in Phoenix had that jacket. No. Ever. <laughs> and then he, there's, Corey came, has a line early on about, um, Oh, what does he say? Something about something about going back to Phoenix, and, and it, I forgot the way he worded it, but the impl, imp, implication was clear that Phoenix is a much better place to live than California. And I thought that was odd because Phoenix sucks. Yeah, but, maybe just people like where they're from. Yeah, your teenager get moved away from your friends. But wouldn't you want to go, go to the beach? No, as a teenager. From Phoenix, the desert, the fucking desert. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, no, nobody dips their toes in the water or anything. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of burn barrels in this movie. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, there are. <laughs> There's a lot of burn barrels in The Lost Boys. This movie have any double ups? I have spotted none. I don't think so. But, well, I actually, I should say, um, actor-wise. Right. We, um, yeah, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, he did Falling Down. Yeah. He did, um, did he do another one we did? Joel Schumacher? I don't think so. Okay. And then who is the... Uh, who is the producer? The Richard Donner. There's one, yeah, yeah, Richard Donner, which I don't know. Did we do any Richard Donner stuff yet? I don't think we have. Surprisingly, it seems we have spoken of him because we have spoken of Lethal Weapon movies on occasion. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't think we've actually. Oh no, no, we did. We did Lady Hawk. Oh, that's. Oh it. yeah. There you yep. go. There we go. Use Lady Hulk. Uh, but actor wise, uh, I don't know. Can we haven't done something with Kiefer Sutherland in it? I know. I was I was impressed. He had not. Oh, Jason Corey. Jason Patrick's kind of funny to me as an as a career because he's pretty good in this. He's great. Yeah. He's great in everything. Is he? Yes. Is he great in everything? Everything. I mean, I, I didn't. See, <laughs> I didn't see Speed Two, so. Well, I mean that movie's terrible, but, he, but he's good. But, I mean, have you ever seen Rush or Narc? Oh yeah, Rush is good. Holy shit, he's awesome. And Narc is good too. Yeah. What? Um, I mean, still Sleeper. for for headlining this movie, I think that he'd have more to his uh, to his name. Yeah, I guess that's what I was thinking. Is that he, he? You'd think he would have done more with this start. I remember Rush. I mean, uh, Narc, but I don't remember Rush. Remind me what was Rush? He's an undercover cop in the drug world, and he's addicted. he becomes addicted. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer and Jason Lee. This is girlfriend. Yeah. She's addicted to, and they're just like it's, struggling to try and like survive and shit. It's depressing. It's nothing but yeah. uh, Eric Clapton music the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's weird, it, you know, because, um, you know, Narc was, wasn't was a huge success commercially, but it critically, definitely. It was good. Narc is awesome. And after that, it's weird. He did the Alamo, Alamo which was a big budget bomb. Then they just sort of seemed to derail his career completely. He kept working, of course. He's you yeah. know he's busy. He's always been busy, but 
nothing really all that high profile, nothing that got noticed, won awards or, you know, any critical acclaim of any kind at all. Yeah, he was in a movie called Geronimo. Yeah. Um, it's got a bunch, it's got Gene Hackman, Robert Duvall, Matt Damon. Oh, it's a director directed by Walter Hill. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, just, I mean, that like ensemble cast, you'd think that that would, I mean, nobody gave a shit about that movie, but it just seems mm-hmm. like that he's going that way. He's like, okay, I'm going to work with some big actors here. I want to start. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe something in his personal life happened and, mm. or maybe he just didn't uh, play the games in Hollywood or something. I don't know. I just, it just seems like maybe he, he's just a shit agent. Been, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just didn't care that much. Yeah. But, I mean, when you start out with something as badass as Solar Babies, where is there to go but down? Oh, I, we had to go there. We have to go there. <laughs> Him and Jamie Gertz. Yeah, right there. sure. <laughs> right. So you, you did Solar Babies and somehow people still are giving you parts and movies. Yeah, <laughs> somehow you made it. That was the year before. I was thinking it was 85 with Solar Babies. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you even describe Solar Babies to someone who doesn't see it. It's, it's the weirdest. It's a, movie. it's an okay cast. I mean, it's people I recognize: Lucas Haas and James Lagros and Peter Deloise and Adrian Pastar, which is surprising. Um, like Charles Durning, who was in the original Dune, and oh. Bruce Payne, who was like an '80s bad guy, like Pastor Fifty Seven and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Solar babies. <laughs> Got to capitalize on the roller skating fad. Worked so well for Xanadu. Yeah. So let me give it a crack here. So there are kids <laughs> in a weird mining camp, uh, prison camp. They're digging holes all day. They're in an orphanage. It's an orphanage? Yeah. A mining camp orphanage? Sure. And their, their pastime is to yeah play roller roller hockey. Sort of, yeah. And then they escape, and then they fight the like some some ultimate evil ball, and, and the ball's not evil. Oh, <laughs> is it all powerful? I don't know. I need. I, I, I may have to watch it again. You're gonna have to watch it again. I may have to watch it. Oh, I feel like I feel like you're. It's a jumble in your brain. Well, I, I've. It's fascinating, but I think I'd prefer it to just be fascinating and distant. <laughs> I don't need to revisit. You're probably right. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yeah. But you're I think missing, he, you're missing the key point in that water has disappeared from the earth. Oh, right. Right. It's a po- is, it's post. Yeah, this is important. Postmodern, postapocalyptic. Yeah. They find an, they find some sort of powerful orb thing that they initially use as like a hockey puck <laughs> and they named it like Bodhi or something <laughs> yeah I forgot that part all I remember is they, they were smashing cameras with their with rocks because they they were slap shotting rocks into into cameras or some or some alarms or some shit or as part of their escape yeah it always puzzles me it's not good all right, we can we can move. On. I mean, it, it. I think that that went since they worked together, James, Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz. He he was uh, supporting her being in this movie. Yeah. So. I mean, she's a, she's pretty good, but I don't think she's. Um, I don't I don't really know what her. I mean, like I said, she doesn't ever turn into a vampire. Yeah. And I feel like her role is just to look pretty and and sort of. Look after Laddie. It's it's a very uh, yeah sub subjugated type of role. Mm-hmm. Just to create like a love triangle and a yeah conflict and shit. Conflict, sort of like the real world Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, Julia Roberts love triangle, which was tell. scandalous. I don't remember this very well. You don't remember this? Not really. No. <laughs> Come on, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> so story goes Kiefer Sutherland Jason Patrick were best friends 
from this movie. I do not know, but they were in the 80s. And Kiefer Sutherland was engaged to Julia Roberts, um, having been in Flatliners together. Mm-hmm. And supposedly the day of the wedding at the altar, Julia Roberts leaves, says, I can't marry you or whatever, meets up with Jason Patrick and they like go off to wherever, you know, the Bahamas or something. The hell? And run away together. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Is that how they made Runaway Bride? <laughs> That's just coincidence. <laughs> I've never seen. I've actually never seen Runaway. Before. I haven't either. I just. I just. Thought oh. she, has, she has tennis <laughs> shoes on. She's lacing up her shoes in her wedding dress. Oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's a dick move right there. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't the same. It was like she left. She left him at the altar type thing, and then she just happened to blow off steam with Jason Patrick. No, she left him for Jason Patrick specifically. So they were they were some kind of item before. I think so. Oh, okay. I think they were like her 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 hair. Total dick move, Jason. Yeah. There you go. That's why he never went anywhere in Hollywood. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland destroyed him. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Jack Bauer's like no. <laughs> nah. He told his dad. That's like. Yeah. <laughs> Donald stepped in. <laughs> wow. It probably doesn't so even yeah, like two orange days before juice. the wedding, she left. Okay, two days before. Oh, still, yeah. Still pretty close. Pretty close. Everything's been paid yeah. for at that point. And she did run <laughs> off with Jason Patrick. Yeah. Boy, he's got a cigarette hanging from his mouth in this picture of him walking with Julia Roberts. Wow, crazy. Hmm. The true Hollywood uh, love triangle. Yes. Yeah. So when you guys saw Diane, Diane Weist, uh, did any other movies pop into mind when you just, just one for me? What one? Footloose. Hmm. Right. <laughs> you call. All I can think about it. Parenthood. All right. For me, it was Edward Scissorhands. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. But I felt like when I saw her, I was like, she's been in a ton of movies in the 80s. Yeah. I know I saw her a million times and I recognized her like um, from her uh, uh, movies with Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. She's in a couple of them, which she won Oscars for. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I saw her and I felt like God, she was in a ton of movies in a short period of time. And like that to me is like she's late 80s. And then just, I know she still does stuff and was doing stuff after, but from my mind, she was like this one little pocket of time. That's a very recognizable person. Yeah. Uh, she's mm-hmm. been pretty busy ever since. Yeah, I don't know why parenthood sticks in my head always. Footloose too, I guess. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever seen Footloose since I saw it in the theater. Really? Well, you're going it to. Doesn't really you should. It's mind. awesome. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> well, what are we doing next? We covered all the usual stuff. Conclusion, my conclusion is everybody should watch this movie. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Why not? Um. All right. So it's my pick, right? Yeah. So let me apologize in advance. This is the I feel, I think this is the closest I will ever come to picking something I haven't seen. Ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, I mean, you fell asleep Slightly halfway. Busy. No, no, no. Uh, I'll give you a hint, and I don't remember. I don't remember if either of you were there, but I saw this the movie. Our next pick, I've saw I've seen once, and I saw it at Jim Farm's birthday party. Oh, I know what it is. Oh yeah, do you? <laughs> well, wait. Iron Eagle. <laughs> no. Okay, wait. No, I I have a guess that that's wrong. I that's a uh, Soggy Bottom USA. That's it, dude. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> You're picking that? I was yes. Oh and I, I so I'll tell you why. Yeah, and please. so my next my if you didn't wow I'm really impressed that you guessed that I guess you <laughs> were you. there. I was there. <laughs> um, I don't remember how old we were. I mean that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was his birthday party. 
I mean, that movie came out in 1981, so it had to have been pretty close to that. <laughs> I mean, we were seven in 1981. Yeah, it was more like, I don't know. So the only thing, sense. so I was going to give this as a clue, is the scene I remember. The only scene I remember from this movie. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Yes. <laughs> there's a dog. Yes, there's a dog. <laughs> and the guy says, don't you do that. Don't, don't you do, do that. that. And then the dog goes, <laughs> And just cuts the the most raucous fart that goes on forever, ever. And, of course, having seen this, you know, as small children, just the funniest thing ever. The room just erupted, of course. And right. I was laughing. I feel like I was laughing for hours because of that. <laughs> You're still we, laughing. We may have rebounded or something. <laughs> just rethinking about it. I feel it. like, yes, I feel like we probably rebounded and watched it over and over and over. <laughs> I don't remember what the movie's about. Don't remember who's in it. I know Don Johnson's in it because I looked it up to see... If we could even find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> so that's why I say this is the closest thing to a movie, uh, picking a movie i never seen because I don't remember anything about it. Just the, the dog farting. Wow. And I remember thinking it was maybe the funniest thing I had ever seen up until that point <laughs> in my short life. <laughs> So I'm guessing it doesn't hold up. I'm guessing that there's probably a reason that's the only thing we remember. From but we're going we're gonna to find out. Wow. Well, you're I'm welcome. not going to tear you down because <laughs> I, I salute your bravery because I've Sam, been you're very quiet. Do you not remember this? Were you not there? I was not there. Oh, I, you, I, I have no recollection you, of anything you're talking about. You poor bastard. Yes. It was a milestone. <laughs> it's 40 years later and I'm thinking about it. Holy crap. <laughs> so uh it is available um for rent <laughs> sweet um i don't think it's on any of the all right the thing ones no it's hey, just I, for rent Four i do have a Amazon. little uh follow-up from our our previous uh review Yes. Just a little, since we were talking about Richard Pryor, mm -hmm. I did some research and watched Richard Pryor's stand-up on Netflix, because it was just added on there. Mm -hmm. It's quality, and we had mentioned how, um, we had mentioned how Eddie Murphy said that he loved that one. Mm -hmm. mm. And there are definitely some things in there that you're like, oh yeah, Eddie Murphy did something kind of like that. You know, or check that to the next level. Yeah. Um, so, so I recommend it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it. he. Eddie Murphy kind of admits to doing Richard Pryor. Everything he's did sounded like Richard Pryor. Yeah. When you listen to that one, there's bits you're going to recognize that you've heard here and there that you didn't realize. Were like, oh, that's that. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's Richard Pryor being what he, you know, proving what he what he can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, as long as we're doing follow-ups, um, I would just like to say uh, a small send something out to the universe that says all the people that we talked about today, I hope they're well and safe because <laughs> uh, last time <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mentioned Peter Bogdanovich and he had just passed. Uh, I don't know if I realized that or not, but like, yeah. And then there was another... And then, yeah. <laughs> then Cohen had talked about uh, Bob Saget. Yep. Yes. And, and then lost. suspiciously, he's found dead <laughs> in his hotel room a day later. <laughs> it is a strange and terrible power we wield. Yeah. Obviously, we, we recorded before that happened, but mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm, I'm just putting it out there that hopefully everyone's fine. That We, talk, we talked about a lot of people today, so... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hang in there, Jason. Although Cooper, Julia, imagine the numbers we get if we were known as like the the Death Wish <laughs> podcast. Would <laughs> 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 be number one. <laughs> yeah. That's morbid. I'm kidding. I don't want anybody to stay safe out there. Yeah. Be well. All right. And even though <laughs> we we may have be jinxing people, this is still. Like the best podcast we've ever done. Yeah. Pretty amazing episode. Yeah. I am blown away. I'm writing this in my diary tonight. Best <laughs> podcast ever. 
<laughs> Excellent. All, All right. right. That's enough, movie buff. I'm out. All right. Soggy Bottom USA, here we come. Yeehaw. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yep. That's the film with your brains. The Babadook. <laughs>